Hey, thanks for joining us here at the Vineyard Church Podcast. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. There's a lot of great resources there that are free and will help you grow closer to God and help you connect with the church. Right now, let's go to our lead pastor, Chris Figueretti, for this week's message. Well, hello, Vineyard Church, and welcome to Church Online. Uh, I am excited for today. I've got so much to report to you and a message prepared just for this time. So, hey, uh, just to catch you up on what's going on, I I, want to celebrate all the people who have signed up to help out other people in our community. And we're, we're delivering groceries for folks inside the church and we've opened it up to people outside the church because so many of you have signed up. I want to encourage you, if you're able, if you're not in a at-risk group, sign up to serve. And we'll put that link out in the live feed. It'll be on the website as well. I encourage you to sign up. This is a time to focus our energy and attention on being the blessing and shining God's light. Now we're going to do that in safe ways and we're going to do that in prudent ways. And again, if you're, you need to stay home, stay home. But if you can sign up to help out, help out. We have more people signing up than we have need currently, but we know those needs are going to be coming and we want to have our team ready to go. Also, if you're in need, if you need somebody to run to the grocery store for you or, or go to the pharmacy or whatever, please fill out the request form. And again, we'll push that out in this feed. Uh, if you're watching live, if you're not, go to the Vineyard Wheeling website or our Facebook group, and, we, and you'll find that link there. You can sign up and we'll get you uh, connected with somebody who can get you groceries. Don't put yourself at risk in this time if you don't need to and if you're in an at-risk population group. Um, There are gonna be more opportunities coming, I promise. Uh, We're early on in this, and we wanna be ready as a church family to respond to the needs of our our church members, and we wanna take really good care of each other, and the needs of our communities. In the meantime, I wanna encourage you to check on your neighbors. If you have older neighbors, check on them, call them, knock on the door and stand back six feet and have a conversation. See what they need, see how you can help. Look for opportunities in the community to serve. We had folks serve at the House of the Carpenter this week because they had a truck come in with food. And so our folks helped unpack that and pack that food into boxes. And there'll be more opportunities like that that come up. If you're signed up to serve, we'll connect you with those. And you can, again, just keep your eyes out to what's going on in the community as well. And be checking back at our Facebook group page, which is Vineyard Church of Wheeling Facebook group. And join that group if you've not done that yet. I'm super psyched to report to you that uh, ministry throughout the Vineyard Church is going on despite all of this, and it's going on in beautiful ways. Uh, Our small groups continue to meet. Our life groups are meeting all over town, people who are scattered to the wind, getting together online, using technology, and even our older groups are doing so well with this. My mother is allergic to technology. Technology is allergic to my mother. She's kind of like Bigfoot. You know, when Bigfoot comes around, the cameras all break, nobody ever gets a picture. That's kind of what computers do when my mom gets near them. And, and even she has been able to get on to the Zoom call and get together with her group, and it's been fantastic. Uh, and those groups and that community is so important. As I talked about a few weeks ago, in a time like this, do not give up meeting together. And, and, and the, they have been able to continue and connect, and we've been working on that for weeks 
and now it's all working out. It's fantastic. Our uh, 180 youth group is meeting on Wednesday nights. They're streaming out messages for middle school and high school, and then the small groups are getting together online, and uh, ministry goes on, community goes on. Our children's ministry has been doing a phenomenal job. They have been putting up uh, curriculum for Sunday morning for your kids. If you've got young kids, they've got curriculum for every age group and, and, and crafts and all kinds of things. And then they're putting up materials for through the week. So when you're locked in the house with your kids, you've got something to do with them that is really helping them grow in their walk with God. And so you can get that material on, on the Adventure Kids Facebook page, and you can also check the Vineyard Wheeling uh, website as well. So great things going on and uh, people are connecting even more. We did a, uh, a prayer meeting on online with worship, me in my living room, Matt in his living room, and uh, mixed it all together and pushed it out to Facebook and YouTube on Wednesday night. We had a couple hundred people show up for that. So very cool the ways we're connecting. I'm, I'm just really pleased that the church is so much bigger than just meeting on Sunday morning. We're connecting and all over in community and we're being the blessing all over. Way to go Vineyard Church. People have been asking about Easter. I just wanna let you know our egg hunt is postponed indefinitely and uh, we're hoping to do some kind of big celebration event when this is all over and just stay tuned for that. We'll keep you posted. Uh, and as far as Easter service is concerned, all the information we have at this point indicates that we will not be meeting together live for Easter, but we will do something big online. So be looking for that and share that service when the announcements come up uh, on social media and push that out. Invite lots and lots of people. People have also been asking, um, Chris, how are you doing? You know, got this cold and all that. And I, I'm, I'm sorry to report that I'm struggling a little bit. I'm, I'm a bit tired. We've been long days, long, long days figuring out all this technology and the leadership side of this. I'm still fighting this cold. I, I still have a pretty significant cough and, um, and I'm just tired. I'm learning to lead in a whole new way using all new tools. And uh, like, I'm not a social media person, but I'm trying to be on social media and, and learning those platforms and learning to lead. I'm a face-to-face -face person. Uh, and so leading through, through technology, it's stretching me a little bit. And, uh, and I ask for your prayers because this is all new ground for me and I appreciate your concern. And I want you to know that, that I'm praying for you. Our team is praying for you as well because when, I know you have struggles too. I've talked to a lot of people who are dealing with issues of isolation and loneliness and depression, being, being isolated during this time. Uh, I, I've talked to others who, you know, uh, family time is good, right? Family time is good if it's good. And, and we've had some good family time. We've, we've played charades in the evening and I'm horrible at charades, by the way. Uh, but we've, 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 a lot of laughs together with the kids, you know, couch time, watching a movie or whatever. And that's really good. But family time can be hard if it's not good. Like if you're locked in the house together for, you know, weeks on end, that can get kind of, you know, kind of kind of crazy. And um, too much screen time, which that's what kids do, uh, makes them a little nuts. And and it, and when, when all that's added together, it can get a little, little stressful. I have to confess, I have snapped more than once at my kids, at my wife, at my dog. Hey y'all, just sitting here chilling with my peeps. Got 25 of them. 
Hope everybody's weathering the storm okay. We'll see you soon. I haven't snapped at the chickens yet, but you know, I'm sure we're getting there. Uh, and so just praying for you. And, and throw on top of that all the uncertainty and fear that people are dealing with. I mean, people don't know if they're gonna have their job tomorrow when they go in, if they're gonna get laid off. Uh, many people have, and the stress and strain of not having uh, a paycheck coming in and, and the uncertainty of what happens next. There's a lot of pressure going on right now, a lot of stress, which is why I'm glad we're doing this series stressed out at this point in time. And there's a lot of fear. And I need to speak to fear at this point. We did a series back in, in the fall called No Longer a Slave. And I encourage you to go back uh, online on, on the Vineyard Wheeling website and watch that series if you are wrestling with fear right now. I think it will help you and it's, I mean, it's fresh material. Go check it out. It will help you if you're dealing with fear. I have a friend who watches that series uh, several times, you know, or has watched it several times and goes back as she needs to because she's dealing with fear. I encourage you to do the same thing if fear is an issue for you. But let me encourage you uh, with the main, uh, main point of that series, which is, is Joshua 1.9. Uh, Joshua 1.9 is one of my favorite scripture verses. I come back to this all the time. I had it hanging up in my office for years. Uh, and it says this, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God says, have I not commanded you? And that's kind of the slap across the face. It's like, snap out of it. You're gripped with fear right now, but snap out of it. I'm telling you, you can be strong and courageous. You can move forward in spite of your fears. And you don't have to be afraid. And you don't have to be discouraged because God will be with you wherever you go. And we find that theme through the Old Testament and the New Testament, God over and over and over and over and over again saying, you don't need to be afraid because I am with you. And that, my friends, is truth. Hold on to that truth. And then the cure for fear, like dealing with fear day to day, moment to moment, the cure for fear is prayer. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, the Apostle Paul says this. He says, do not be anxious about anything. Don't be fearful. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. He says, if you, will, if you will pray, if you will bring your fears to me, if you will be thankful, you know what, you know what thanksgiving does? It forces us to think about all the things that God has done up to this point, and that builds our faith. And we can remember that he's done it, and he's gonna do it again. And we represent our requests and our concerns to God. And then Paul gives us a promise in, in verse seven. He says, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. There's something supernatural that happens and God protects our hearts and he protects our minds and that's where we get sideways with fear. We've got some opportunities to pray. We're gonna be doing a weekly prayer meeting in the uh, one evening a week um, and I wanna encourage you to, to check in on that. Matt 
our worship arts director is doing at 8 a.m. during the weeks, during the weekdays, is doing a worship and prayer time. And that is, it's about a, a 15 minute check-in, a song, maybe two, and just some quick prayer. It's a phenomenal way to start the day. I have loved that. Matt's doing such a great job with that. So check that out. And then finally, here's what I would encourage you. Stop throughout the day and pray. Stop throughout the day and pray. Maybe even set an alarm on your phone. Every three hours, it just goes off and you're gonna stop whatever you're doing. You're gonna walk away from the media. You're gonna walk away from the computer, walk away from the television. Go find five minutes by yourself and pray. And give those burdens and that fear and concerns, hand them over to God and then go on with your day. I think you'll see a difference in your fear level if you will do that. Now, we're stressed out. We're in a pandemic. We're locked in our house with our kids. There's stress, absolutely. And we are in this series called Stressed Out. And so far we've covered so many practical things for dealing with stress. Stuff that God has laid out. Things like the importance of rest. If you get behind on rest, your stress level goes up. The importance of connecting and being connected in community. And so many people are in the online life groups love that and connecting on social media in other ways. The importance of serving and getting our eyes off of ourself and how that, that just is a stress reliever in such a powerful way. Uh, last week, Myron talked about the importance of recreating and play and adventure and that God didn't call us just to do, do, do. He wants us to enjoy life as well. And, and in fact, we need to recreate. It's, the word recreating comes from recreating. It charges our batteries. It fills our tanks. And that's so important. And I know I struggle with that because, because I am the kind of person that feels guilty when I rest. Or, or when I recreate, when I'm not working. And so, but that's so very important. I talked about the importance of exercise and eating well and knowing our identity. And this week I'm wrapping up this series with the power of creating. With the power of creating, that's the, that's the topic for this message. Because here's what you need to understand. You were created, you were made to create and be creative. You were made to create and be creative. Look, when you align with your design, you'll feel fine. Yeah, I just came up with that myself. I know that's really cheesy, but you're gonna remember it. If you will align with God's design for you, you're going to do fine. And you were created, you were made to create and to be creative. It's wired into who you are. In Genesis 1, back at the very beginning, God said, the Bible says this, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created everything we see. He's created the trees and the, he's created the whole earth and all that's in it, the trees and the oceans, the birds, the fish, puppy dogs, platypuses. Who would have thought of platypuses? I mean, God is creative. He, what, a, what an imagination he had to come up with all of this. He, you know, we go for a walk in the woods and we see the trees and the different types of leaves and, and they make oxygen and we breathe oxygen, but they breathe carbon dioxide and we make carbon dioxide. And he put all these systems together and he dreamed it up and he created it. And he created the heavens and the stars and the universe and all of that. God is creative. I mean, just look at the world around us. He is creative. 
But he's also the creator. He creates things too. And he created all of this. He dreamed it up and then he built it. Now, if you read down through Genesis chapter one, you get to verse 27. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. He created us, you and, and me, in his image. And if God is a creator, and we're made in his image, we're creators too. Now, here's, here's what I, you need to understand. We are not many gods, like we're not demigods or anything like that. We're created in the image of God, who is creative and is a creator. It's wired into us. And you can see this in children, right? I mean, before it gets beaten out of us as we grow into adulthood, kids, I mean, they can grab a blanket and a couple pillows and build forts and princess castles and, and art just flows out of them. Everything is an art project. Music will grab pots and pans and make a, a drum set or a band. I mean, just, or sing. It's just part of what children are. Their imaginations are amazing and their creativity is beautiful. They can take a cardboard box and make a spaceship out of it, you know? But here's what happens. As we grow into adulthood, we get busy. We get busy, we have responsibilities, we have everything that we need to attend to. And, and you know, we don't just get busy, we get tired as well. And when we get tired, what happens is we're so busy being busy that when we're not busy, we're too tired to create anything, and so we just sit around and consume. And this is kind of what we're relegated to. We're either on or we're consuming. Consuming television and entertainment, consuming social media, consuming news, and I understand that's a temptation. I have a hard time turning the news off these days. I wanna know what the next, you know, the next bit of information is as, as this coronavirus thing unfolds. But here's what I understand about that and what I know about that. If, if you just consume and consume and consume and consume, you will eventually get depressed. In fact, I think that's why the, the rates of depression and everything else, the depression and suicide specifically, have gone up so much over the last 15 to 20 years because we can literally, because of the, the electronics in our pockets, we can literally be plugged in and consuming nonstop. And that will wreck your soul and that will lead to, to to not good places because we were created to create and if you don't have some creative outlet and some create creating going on in your life you're going to run into real problems so let me encourage you with this get off the couch and create get off the couch and create something. The other day, I, uh, I got a, a message from my friend Trilby, and she, she was uh, looking online, and it looked like Senator Manchin was requesting masks to be made out of t-shirts and stuff that you have around your ho house for medical workers. Well, I thought that was a little suspect, so I got online and did a little bit of research about it, and it looks like, it, it, it seems, that there's actually scientific evidence that those can be useful. Medical workers are wearing them over their N95 masks, 
and it extends the life of the N95 mask. Great idea. So Trilby got on, got out her sewing machine, dusted it off, hadn't had it out for years, and started sewing masks and making prototypes. And then she got online and got a group together and got a bunch of people making masks. What a great way to be creative and what a great way to be the blessing at the same time. Guys, there's gonna be a million opportunities like that. Get off the couch and create something. Turn off the TV and do something useful with your hands. One of the gifts that God has blessed us with is this need to create. He made us to be creative and to create things. See, when you align with your design, you're gonna be fine. Now, according to Forbes uh, magazine I was reading, they did a study and they found out, well they didn't do a study, they looked at a bunch of other studies about creativity and creating and what they found is that it reduces stress, it reduces depression, and uh, it leads to a higher quality of life. Now why? Why would that be the case? Well they're just discovering God's design, that's all that is. God knew that because he made us that way. They found the five benefits to being creative and, and, and creating. And one of those is it just increases happiness. That when we get creative and when we start working with our hands, oftentimes we'll find ourselves mentally in this state that psychologists call flow. Flow is when things just start clicking in your brain and, and it just starts happening. It's almost like it comes out of you uh, naturally, whether it's writing or painting or making music or building something. You just kind of, you, you know what we say? We say, I was in the zone, right? Well, being in the zone is, is flow. And when you end up in that mental state, it reduces anxiety, it boosts your mood, and physiologically, it slows your heart rate. Isn't that wild? And so creating and being creative has, it increases your happiness. They also found that it reduces dementia in dementia patients. Their, their symptoms go down when they're working with their hands, when they're being creative, and when they're creating things. You know, the third thing they found is that it improves mental health. That, that when we are being creative, uh, it releases dopamine in our system or causes our bodies to release dopamine. And that reduces anxiety depression, and get this, stress. Our stress levels go down. Fourth thing they found is that it, it, it literally boosts your immune system. Uh, they did a study just specifically on writing, and they found that writing increases your CD4 lymphocyte count. Those are, those are your attack immune cells, and, and that, those levels go up when you're being creative. Uh, they found that listening to music will rejuvenate your immune system. How crazy is that? Again, when you align with your design, you were designed to do this, your body gets better, your mood gets better, your life gets better. They also found that it makes you smarter. That when we're creative, there's better connectivity between our left hemisphere and our right hemisphere of our brains, and we end up getting smarter as we go. So many benefits when we align with our design. Now this is a super practical sermon and I hope you put it into practice. This is not a sermon just to listen to and go, okay, uh, that was good. No, this is, you need to do this. You need to do this. Don't just sit there, create something, write. You know, I picked up a journal at the beginning of this so that I could write down what's going on through this pandemic because 
This is going to be a point in history that we tell our kids and our grandkids about. And I want to remember that. So, so write. And, and, and writing is such a great spiritual discipline as well. It helps disentangle the thoughts and, and helps me hear God more clearly. I encourage you, write, doodle, color. If you're a crafter, craft, make pottery, listen to music. Tune in at 8 a.m. on Facebook and, and Instagram with Matt and listen to some worship music. Sing along. Pick up an instrument, dust off that old guitar in the closet. Do something. Don't just sit there, do something. You know, one idea that I think all of us could do and probably should do is build or plant a garden. It just so happens that it is time to plant gardens. It's that time of the year. If you flip over to chapter two in the book of Genesis, in verse 15, it says this, the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. See, God made human beings in his image and then he took us and he planted us in paradise, which happened to be a garden and he gave us some work to do there where we could cooperate with him. You know, Adam couldn't make the seeds grow, but he could plant the seeds. He couldn't make the animals grow and thrive, but he could care for them. And he worked with God to tend this garden and it was called paradise. And there's something powerful about working in cooperation with God in a garden. You talk to people who garden and they'll say, I, a lot of times I've talked to so many people uh, who do this, they'll say, I never feel God more practically than when I'm working or closely than when I'm working in the garden. There's something about cooperating with him. But there are other benefits to that too, you know? I mean, um, you can feed your family. You know, back in the 1940s during the Second World War, uh, in the U.S., we had something called Victory Gardens. Uh, and, and all Americans were encouraged to plant gardens in their backyard. And it ended up that about 40% of the food consumed in America during that time came from people's backyards. And I've heard as, as this situation has unfolded that people are planting victory gardens or virus gardens that are being called it sometimes. What a great idea because it gets you outside with God working in nature, uh, sunshine, fresh air, all those things are so important. Not only that though, you get healthy food for you and your family and we've talked about how important healthy food is, the opportunity to feed our community. If we all plant huge gardens, we can feed so many people over the summer and an opportunity again to feed your soul, soak up the sunshine, fresh air, talking with God, cooperating with God. If you're interested in doing that, there's a lot of information on the West Virginia University Extension website. And I even heard that they're offering free seeds. You'll have to go look that up and see, see about that. But check that out because what a great, it's, it's the perfect time to do that. And um, I wanna talk to people with trailer or tillers and tractors for a second. If you have a tiller or a tractor and you can transport it, uh, this would be a great opportunity to serve other people who don't have those resources. And so uh, let's talk on the Facebook group page and get people connected and, and get those gardens going. But guys, turn off the television, sew some masks, deliver some groceries, cook for others, paint, make music, write, pray, participate in the online worship and prayer meetings, sing in the morning, plant a garden, build a chicken coop. That's what I'm gonna be doing. I've got 25 uh, two-week-old 
peeps. They're not even peeps anymore. They're turning into chickens. I got to build a chicken coop for them and get them out into the yard. But build something, do something, work with your hands, be creative, and enjoy what God has made you to do. You know, it's easy to get overwhelmed in the midst of everything that's going on. And I want to encourage you, don't miss this opportunity. Don't miss this opportunity to change some significant things in your life, to begin to create and be creative again. And if you will, it will bless your life far beyond just this crisis. It's something that you can take with you into the rest of life because you were made in the image of God. You were, so was I. You were made to create and to be creative. You know, um, cute few years ago, oh, the live action Winnie the Pooh movie came out. And uh, if you've not seen it, you, it's, it's worth watching. But it really wasn't about Winnie the Pooh, it was about Christopher Robin. And Christopher Robin, when he was a young boy, had this amazing imagination and sense of creativity. And as he grew up, he became a professional and, uh, and, and he got busy and he got tired and all of that disappeared. And, and the, the story is he gets pulled back into his childhood uh, as the movie unfolds, if you've seen it. And, uh, you know, I read, have read a few articles about that. And it's not just men, but I know, I know it affected guys, especially uh, the, the, just reports of men bawling their eyes out through that movie because it hit so close to home. Like, I lost myself somewhere along the way. I've lost my ability to be creative and to create. And this, guys, is the perfect opportunity to get back to that. God wants you to get back to it. You were made for it. And if you will, if you align yourself with your design, it will reduce the stress. You will be better, you'll be more effective, and you'll be blessed. You know, none of what we're facing today is a surprise to God. He, he, he's not surprised by the coronavirus. And, and in fact, Jesus promised that in this world we would have trouble. In, in John 16, 33, he said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus isn't surprised and these, by these troubling days, and these are troubling days. But the truth is you can have peace in the midst of them, you can. And it, if you are in the one who has overcome the world. And so let me ask you, are you in Christ? Have you come to him for forgiveness and for a relationship with God? See, Jesus came to save you. He, he, he loves you and he wants to be in a relationship with you. And so he came to earth 2,000 years ago and he died a criminal's death because the penalty for sin the penalty for your wrongdoings, the penalty for your shame and guilt was death. And he paid it as a stand-in, as a sacrifice in your place. And he invites you to receive that forgiveness, to receive the cleansing of your life from all your guilt and shame and mistakes and give you a brand new life, a clean slate, a do-over, and a relationship with God, and he invites you to that relationship. And if you have never stepped into that relationship before, I wanna invite you to do that now. 
And it's really as simple as coming to God, coming to Jesus and saying, Jesus, I've messed up. In fact, close your eyes where you are right now and just if you've never, never experienced his forgiveness, if you've never experienced a relationship with Jesus, you can start it right now. Just say, Jesus, I've messed up. I've got regrets. I've got mistakes. I've done things my way and it's not the way. Jesus, I need your forgiveness. Will you forgive me? I believe in you and I want you to come and Give me a brand new start. Come and live in my heart. Lord, lead my life and help me learn how to follow you. And Lord, fill me with your peace that passes all understanding. Lord, I just pray for everyone who just prayed that prayer, that you would bless them, that you would fill them, that you would help them connect with your church and with you and that you would fill all of us with your peace that passes understanding. And you would show us how we can be your hands and your feet and your light in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us here at The Vineyard. It's our greatest desire to see you find and follow God, and we hope that this podcast has helped you do just that. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. Again, thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next time.